You're listening to Through the Fire Podcast, where we talk about trauma, transparency, and triumph. Has a life-altering event left you confused, broken, and bruised? Guess what? You're not alone, and this is not the end. Join us as we discuss experiences with traumatic and tragic seasons, what we're learning, how we're overcoming, and how you can too. We're your hosts, Montez Dove and Cedricia Thomas, and we're talking beauty for ashes, y'all. All right, so we're continuing with the Leah Bullock story here. I hope that it's been blessing you all tremendously. So previously, we've talked a little bit about, you know, the process of trauma, grief, yielding to God's will and God's way, how to lead your children through trauma. We talked about allowing them to feel or allowing them to journal, um, the benefits of them uh, navigating through counseling. We've talked about a, a lot of different things here. And so, Leah, what are some things that kept you going during this time? Um, I know you talked about your relationship with God, but were there any like hobbies or things that you did that made you feel like, ooh, okay, this is soothing to me. Let me continue to do this. Um, yes, I shopped a lot. Okay. <laughs> um, I've always shopped um, mm-hmm. as a little girl. I shopped um, and I traveled. Okay. Um, I stayed active with my girls. You know, the sports never stopped. That's they right. have back in sports. Um, my daughter, before she moved to Georgia, she was ranked 10 um, in her class. So everybody still, you know, function yeah. with the normal side of, mm-hmm. you know, going to school. And they still went to school again, thinking about them, being around people that know their story. They're around mm-hmm. all these people. So, again, they had community. They had mm-hmm. friends. Um both of my girls had a great group of friends uh, from one from uh, softball. I think both of them played softball. So they had great community uh, mm-hmm. with their friends. They would come pick them up, spend time with them. Their dad would spend time with them. Mm-hmm. Um, so we had our outlets, you mm-hmm. know, for that moment, because, you know, it always feels good when you're away. And then it feels kind of like, oh, my God, I see the sign coming back into my my town. Like, oh, gosh, you know, back to reality. Mm-hmm. But again, our reality was not yet reality. We were just kind of like going through the motions mm-hmm. to get us to the reality. Mm-hmm. So um, we still went um, all type of activities. We mm-hmm. still stayed involved with church. We still stayed involved with our normal activities, just kind of keeping them uh, afloat, letting them know that, hey, you know, life still goes on. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, I think a lot of it helped us jump back into it right away instead of waiting a while. Yeah. Um, and so we jumped, we started traveling. The wreck happened in July. We started traveling in, I believe, either September or November, mm-hmm. but we it was consistent. So yeah. we never really just took a break. Uh, Cause once I start walking, it was like up oh, is all over with. Uh, yeah. I just needed yeah. to start walking, um, even though my arm was in a sling. I was like, let me just get back to reality. Mm-hmm. Okay, good, good. So I love that you you had those items and outlets to just help you help you all through that. So this is similar to a question before, but I want you to think about like your identity or or your awareness of your identity, like from then to now. So my question is like, who were you then and who are you now? And like, what would, how would you describe those two Leahs? What words would you use? The Leah before had no worries Mm -hmm. of awareness of tragedy. (laughs) Okay. 
So that awareness did not come. But then on top of it, I felt like I was still grieving from my father because mm-hmm. that was my rock. So you took the one away that had the answers. If if it was to happen now, he was the answer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that was my safe place. So, mm-hmm. you know, me before the red was like, oh, I'm just mellow, just living life casually, no concerns, just love the Lord. I went extra hard for God. Mm-hmm. And I think that was the place of after the red. Can I go this hard for God now? Mm-hmm. Can I go this hard for God when I know like sometimes you, you got to understand, you got to know who's the enemy. And if we don't know who the enemy is, it's like, I cannot work for this guy that took my daughter. <laughs> Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's because it's reality. It's real. Like this Lord that, you know, mm-hmm. this God, this. So once your mind is settled, who God is moving forward, you're like, man, God, you know, is working for me. And so your words create worlds. Your words create safe places for you. So I learned how to use my words in this new place called who is Leah. Mm-hmm. Leah is the same. She just have this added to it. Mm-hmm. Leah, this person, Leah is the same, you know, her character, her, the same, you know, I'm the same person. I love the same way. It's just mm-hmm. with a little more of holding on tightly to people and holding on tightly to my kids. You know, I used to hold my kids in my breast, just holding them tight you know, mm-hmm. in the bosom of me, but now I hold them to the capacity God want me to hold, to hold them at because at one point in time, I may have made my children an idol and I didn't know it, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think about all of that to where sometimes do we love our children more than God? Or we have we put our children in the space of God? Mm-hmm. Have we put our lives in the space of God? I live, I wouldn't say reckless, but I live very spontaneous. What I wa- wanted to go after, I did just that. Mm-hmm. You know, I had no boundaries. Even now I have no boundaries, but I do have awareness. Mm-hmm. So Leah now has... She know how to hit the bullseye compared to then. I knew how to hit it. It's just like, uh, you know, it was kind of a kind of a place in my life before Brian passed was my study habits were getting up, dropping off, dropping them off at school. I spent countless hours with God, but not realizing that was my preparation time for now. Mm-hmm. So now getting in the word of God, there was a struggle. There was a attention span to where I thought I was ADHD after the wreck because I feel like I have to consistently be moving or I start feeling. Mm. So once I came and I sat down to feel, now I can take care of all this anxiety, this mm-hmm. place of ADHD, you know, this place of constantly doing something so I won't have to think. Mm-hmm. So now I have to sit still and put everything, those activities I love, I have to put them once aside so I can feel for real. I can heal for real. I can uncover Leah from all the all the chaos, all the tragedy, all the hurt, all the pain. I have to now uncover her because she must survive. And so now I look back now, I'm like, man, I am a warrior in Christ. <laughs> you know, I can't uh, identify myself as a fighter, um, not just a fighter of fighting the enemy, a fighter to fight and to stay in in Christ, a fighter to stay uh, afloat, not drowning, not letting the issues of life take me out. Mm-hmm. So I look at myself and I look back now, it's like we, the old Leah and the new Leah complement each other. They complement each other. Mm-hmm. They complement. And so I look back like, man, you know, I did need the new Leah, but that Leah was there. I didn't know it until yeah. again. 
uh, I always think about living from the inside out. So the old Leah had to now live from a place of inside out with God compared to the old Leah living from the outside in. Mm-hmm. So it was an exchange to be made of who Leah is for real. Mm-hmm. You know, because like you said, tragedy uh, kind of reshapes us, but it works for us. It shapes us into um, care. It taught me character. It taught me how to, you know, treat people with such a way because I don't know in their lap. I was doing my daughter hair, but then the next hour and a half, she's gone. So that there taught me about time. No, time is not on our side. We just with the God of time who owns time. Mm-hmm. So I look at the old Leah and new Leah now like, man, I needed both of y'all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I need y'all. I needed y'all. I needed y'all to where I'm at now. Um, even now, I'm still, I wouldn't even say I'm evolving. Sometimes I like using the word evolve, but evolve, feel like I, it, it's a point that it'll stop evolving. Mm-hmm. No, no. So <laughs> I try not to use evolve because evolve can stop, especially if I'm not willing to go any further. Mm-hmm. But I look at myself now as if, if I am in Christ, the Bible says in, in him we live and move and have our very being. My very be- being never stops because of who I am I'm in. And so that's the place that I'm study growing in to know who I am in Christ. Because if no man has arrived, that means I will never evolve to the capacity because God is saying, girl, you still got more room to evolve. Even though, oh, I'm evolving. No, because they evolve. It can stop any minute. Even at how I feel about life, I can one day feel like I don't want to do it no more. Now, girl, evolve. I'm looking at you like, no, I don't want to evolve. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I look at it as a persistence is um, coming into the fullness of Christ. You know, that's the place I'm in. I'm in the place of, okay, Lord, I'm becoming more like you. You know, what is my purpose? To become more like Christ, mm-hmm. become more like him instead of making it so difficult to where we have to, we don't have to do anything for God to love us even more. We don't have to do anything. Leah does not have to be anything great. God has already called me great. I know who I am in him. My identity was in him in the wreck. Mm-hmm. And so I believe my identity in knowing that I'm a, not only uh, a child of God, I'm a daughter. Mm-hmm. I know my position in Christ. My daddy got me, mm-hmm. you know? So when you know your identity in Christ and know that, because when you're a woman, you you want to do anything. But when you're a daughter, your position change. Mm-hmm. Your position change. I'm a yeah. daughter. Yeah. My daddy, I got to go tell my daddy how I'm feeling because I can talk yeah. to him. Not from a woman place say, oh, I want this. I need to say, daddy, pick me up, mm-hmm. you know, pick me up. I need to be picked up. So knowing positions. So I know old Leah was probably a woman, but now I know the new Leah is a daughter. That's she knows good. her position in God. I'm a daughter. That's good. Yeah. Love that. Love, love, love that. So as you all know, we have our Beauty for Ashes segment every month. And of course, for this month of October, it's none other than Leah. I think you all can hear the beauty from her story. And I think the beautiful thing about it is that it's still being written. So I think that there'll be way more beauty to come. But I think what we've heard so far, you've heard those beautiful moments. You've heard the tragedy moments as well. So I think she she makes an excellent Beauty for Ashes segment for um, October and we are just so happy that she decided to join us for this month and so if you could title this episode what would it be called it's like the Holy Spirit just kind of ministering to me about it just it's like he's it's just he's ministering to me about you know when tragedy come we look for it's like when tragedy come we look for the all the negatives so 
this supposed to happen. I'm supposed to feel this way. I'm supposed to be hurt. I'm supposed to be crying. But as I shared once before, I just think it it is most definitely, uh, I would say it is the the triumphing over tragedy. Like you got to know your your, your position. Mm -hmm. So I would use it again to say triumph over tragedy. Tragedy has no, we tragedy only have the strength to give it. It only has the voice we allow it to have. But when we triumph over tragedy, we're more than conquerors through Christ who, who, who loves us. So fight from a place of a conqueror and don't let the, the experience take us away from what God had called us to do. So tragedy is an experience. It just okay. It's a. It's like a. How I always think about Alexander the Great. Like how different moments. Okay, this happened at this time of the year. This happened this time of the year. Or or so you look at tragedy. You're like okay, that's the mark. Okay, now I gotta go forward because every battle there's a victory. There's a victory to be won with tragedy. So I will most definitely say tragedy over triumph. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And then so tragedy over triumph. That's what the old people would tell us but what about when the saints of God say you know what I'm gonna triumph over tragedy because I already have victory so yeah that's most definitely that's it triumph over tragedy yeah okay all right Miss Moni sitting there quiet what you got I know you got something my goodness My goodness, what a what a privilege today, um, Miss Leah, to meet you and to learn of your story. Like I said, I've been deeply touched by your story, and I know the listeners will as well. I'm almost speechless. I'm really almost speechless. Um, but I really just appreciate the work God that has done in your life and how you just come forward with boldness and confidence and telling your story. And um, I know it took a process to do that and to get to that place. Um, But I'm just so grateful to just sit back and look at your life and to just see how God can keep us, preserve us and love us. Mm -hmm. Like you say, not just as a number, not just as anybody, but as a son or as a daughter. And um, when you were talking about that, the word compassion came up, the compassion that God has towards us. And that's one of the questions I wanted to ask, but we're not going to open the interview back up. You can if you want to. What I do want to see, you say God developed character in you. Has it also developed a type of compassion towards people that you didn't have before? I've always had compassion for people, but I learned that I never wanted sympathy. I don't want you to feel sorry for me. I want you to have compassion for me mm-hmm. because compassion, compassion keeps me going. Your sympathy keeps me stuck. Mm-hmm. So I learned in the midst of that, that. When people gave me their sympathy, I didn't want it. That was keeping me stuck. Mm-hmm. That was keeping me in a place that I felt like there was no hope. But compassion mm-hmm. said, you know what? I have hope for you. I have so much compassion for you. I'm going to tell you to get up even at times you didn't want to get up. I'm going to tell you you can make it even though those are not the words you want to hear. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you who your savior is. You know, So I look at, I've always had compassion. It's just the fact I see compassion in a whole nother way. Um, and empathy, you know, that empathy, what people need when people go through th- things, they don't need sympathy because sympathy is going to keep them in a place of a cycle. And so that's the one place that I refused to be. It was in a cycle. I go up, you know, I was like, you take four steps, you go backwards. I never wanted that. And so, again, like I always say, if God has studied movement, that means that I have to believe his word. I have to go from believing to knowing. I know without a shadow of a doubt he got me. 
Yeah, you know, oh, I believe it, but I can stop believing. But when I know that I know, can can even the way I feel, what I see, how situations may may arise, but when I have a knowing, it settles it for me. That was beautiful. Thank you so much for being our very first guest. I think history with Through the Fire. Yeah. I just hope God continues to use you and use your story and use your testimony. And I know he will. And I'm excited about these books that's coming out. Yeah. Keep on the lookout for those. And maybe you can come back later and share those um, with the audience. Yeah. And um, we just want everybody to know once again, Dreesy, that what we're overcoming. And you can too. Thank you for joining us this week on Through the Fire podcast. You can check us out on Instagram and Facebook at Through the Fire podcast. You can also connect with Montez at The Poetic INSP and on Facebook as Montez Dove. You can connect with Cedricia on Instagram and Facebook at Cedricia Thomas. Be sure to subscribe to the show to catch new episodes every Thursday and leave us a comment or review. Thank you for listening and see you next week.